0: This is gonna really be useful for people in those first couple of years or so of setting up their own business. Even more so actually, maybe if you come from corporate, because that's the experience of my guests. And she very quickly realized that no amount of neat Excel spreadsheets and business plan templates filled in really did the job that needed to be done, which was on the messy stuff, the mindset stuff. The stuff that can only really begin to be worked on as you evolve and not to feel bad about that messy stuff. Oh, you're gonna enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Make It Real Podcast. I'm Trisha Lewis, your host. You're going to hear from fascinating individuals, mainly small business owners, who not only have story and skills to share, they also keep it real. This is a place of non shouty, non salesy, unsquashing conversations where your curiosity will be fed. My guest is Rebecca Wilson. She achieves more with what you already have. That's good. She's a hands on business operations advisor and consultant, process optimization, people operations, and performance visibility shaper. Hmm. Oh, and she's also a business book fanatic. <sighs> Can't wait. So, with the, let's just get on with this conversation because there's going to be so much to unwrap, and it's going to be so relevant and resonating with all you listeners because it's human stuff. And uh, number one, just need to unwrap that you're you're in Scotland, aren't you, Rebecca? I am. I am. It's not that surprising. There's
1: there's lots of us up here. <laughs> but yes, I am based in Scotland.
0: Yes, in and i really mustn't put on an accent don't do that (laughs) it it happens with americans and everything and it's an awful accent and it's embarrassing but it's it's almost like some empathy thing triggers off and i just suddenly feel this urge to speak yeah anyway i won't um (laughs) sterling i bet you can say sterling with that beautiful r in it sterling yeah That's proper, fantastic. I've not been there. I've been to Edinburgh. That is pretty much the. You know, I'm sure that's what everyone says about. a lot points. of people say that, yeah,
1: Edinburgh, are the Highlands, right? Yeah. Um, the Highlands is another popular destination. So, but no, I'm, I'm slap banging there. I'm a wee bit away from, from Sterling, um, in the countryside. But nobody would recognise the, the name <laughs> yeah. from, So though, but
0: still on my yeah. stuff. Yeah. so People we'll have some chance. So, um, what? we could start with therefore is I don't know whether you were born and bred in Scotland well probably but whether whether your journey is taking you out of Scotland where it has but I know that your journey post uni I think you you probably yeah involved the corporate world that we absolutely (laughs) did
1: it absolutely did so I I um I was one of those um people with a plan right so I um, my plan was march off to uni, get my degree and then, you know, march down to, to London and that's where all the jobs are and, and kind of work my way up the ladder um, and I was actually quite surprised when other people had other plans uh, not to march down to London but uh, I guess that's another another story but yes, um, after uni and a little bit of a gap um, to do some travelling, I, I marched down to London and myself a graduate job um, and kind of r- rise up the ranks um, from there um, and had a you know a great time living in London but it, you know it was hard work right and um, that's what I wanted but it was hard work.
0: And, and did what you were doing as you worked your way up was because was, you say you had a plan so was there was there a connecting link between uni these first jobs and your later jobs and what you're doing now, or? Did you- yes, um, there actually was. So I know a lot of people um, go to
1: university almost essentially for the piece of paper, right? Um, I actually still use things that I learned at university, believe it or not, some of the, some I know, right? No, nobody can say that. Um, some of the kind of core theories and things like that. So the, the degree I did was in, um, they don't actually do it anymore. It was a triple honors degree. I went to Glasgow University. Um, I did economics, business and management and accounting and finance. And I did half of it in in Scotland. You do four years at university in the last two count. If you like, I did my third year abroad in, in Germany. So I did half of my degree in German, half of it in English. So I had quite a, a full spectrum business degree. Um, when i marched yeah. off
0: to london yeah that's impressive um triple honors oh gosh right no um and, hours. and it did, <laughs> and, it did um, and it did then follow through because ultimately so how many years in total in all in various different companies was it really, were you were you working mm-hmm. in what we call the corporate world
1: yeah 10 11 yeah. um so a good a good stint um, yeah it's I a good that's chunk
0: probably, yeah, yeah, I mean, coming from someone who barely did a job for more than 18 months at the, at my in my... Uh, yes, yeah, so that sounds like a long, long time. So now we get to this moment where there you are, it, happily-ish in the corporate, doing what you do, doing it very well, you've worked up the ladder, you know, you're using your skills, all the rest of it. But clearly something triggered this move to setting up your own business. So what was that? So there was a... I don't think,
1: I mean... People try to separate their work life from their home life, right? I think um, life is life, right? Um, it's, it's a one single unit. Um, so there was several things on the, the personal side. So um, my whole family, which here, I have a brother in, in uh, Glasgow, a sister in Glasgow, and, and my parents actually now live seven minutes down the road, which is fantastic. And I love that. Um, so part of it was um, either I stay and I, I stay, stay, you know, I, I stay in London and I set down roots and I, you know, that's, that's what it's going to be or I go home. Um, and, you know, I, I, I wanted to go home, I, you know, to see my parents growing old. I, I wanted to, you know, know my nieces and nephews and all the rest of it. So I made that decision to go home. And, and kind of work-wise, it was kind of multiple things. Um, partly I'd kind of risen up Uh, to the level where I didn't want the level above. So I could see, so I was up at director level and I could see the next level up is essentially the same job with more risk, more complexity, and more headaches um, and more travel and and that kind of thing. Um, And I thought, well, I don't really want that. Um, And I also recognized I was getting frustrated at um, how you had to play a role um, so I, I even, you know, unknowingly gave myself almost a, an alter ego. I had Work Rebecca, um, and Work Rebecca was was able to fire people. And work Rebecca was able to, you know, take people through redundancies. Work Rebecca was able to say things like, "No, no, we haven't made a plan yet. Um, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't know if your job's not safe," um, and all of these kind of things. And I recognise just the 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 toll it takes on you. To be an actor all day long <laughs> essentially um, so there was that and the other thing that was driving me crazy was um, I can give more value um, so naively when I came out of university you know I, I wanted to give I wanted to contribute um, you know fairness is incredibly important to me and, and value is incredibly important to me and I wanted to contribute Um, to society and and I recognised in in the corporate world what unfortunately it is the way it is but what happens quite a lot is you have to stick to the rules right you have to do all the meetings you have to fill in the forms you have to etc etc so I recognised a huge chunk of my day wasn't actually delivering any value Um, and I was one of those, you know, as there are many of us, I can do this better. Right? I, I can deliver more value. I can I can take this skill set and, and deliver it to people who it will really make a difference to. And um, so I decided to do that. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and here you are um, uh, as a hands-on business advisor, which I think I like the hands-on bit. Um, and... Yeah, so it sounds obviously like that's just an easy thing to do. Of course, it's not, though, is it? Because now the trouble begins. So you sit there thinking, you know, I, I, I'm, you're a bit of a planner, I imagine. So you probably didn't just wake up one morning and hand your notes in. And you probably had a sort of bit of a strategy worked out. And a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how, you- much, how much do you need to do? How much did you feel that you needed to do that before taking what was... A pretty big. I mean, you might have had a bit of a cushion, some savings, etc., so you weren't going to be out on the streets as such. But even still, you would, yeah, you would probably want a sense. But but is it possible? Is it possible to have a sense that oh, this will work?
1: So uh, incredibly interesting question. So yes, I had a cushion. Um, the the kind of sh- the short version of that is uh, property is a lot cheaper in Scotland than it is in London, and I owned a flat. And that was my cushion. Um, but in terms of having a plan, so there's what I did um, and what's turned out as what I should have done. So, yes, absolutely. Right. Uh, let's let's get a template business plan um, fill fill in in great detail um, work out, you know, all, all the costs, all the things. I mean, I, I'd had the luck of well, luck's probably the wrong word, but. I had run a business before. So one of my roles um, in London was uh, running a digital marketing company. So I naively thought, well, I know how to run a business, I've done it before. Um, of course starting a business is incredibly different to running a business but I didn't know that thankfully at the time Um, so I sat and I I made my plan and and worked out all of the details and all the rest of it and you know I've even had it printed and put it in a nice folder and everything Um, but the reality is um, whilst that was useful for thinking um, that's not how it works out Um, and there's a lot of I don't know I don't knows um, and there's a lot. There's a huge section um, of starting a business, running a business, especially on your own, that kind of isn't in any of the templates. Which is all of the mindset stuff, all of the communication stuff, all of the positioning stuff. Um, you know, all you know, your your whole world of communication, right? Um, in terms of how do I tell people what I do and, and how do I sell to people and, and all of that kind of stuff, which, which, you know if I could go back I'd actually just train myself on all of those things and not not write a plan but I'm afraid that's not who I am really so <laughs> I've learned no, I, I like learning so that's that's a good
0: oh one. yes you're a learner for sure and and some of us um we're all built differently aren't we so I'm I'm not, I'm not so hot on the neat planning aspect of life um um very hot on the sort of being able to almost kind of multitask and evolve and quite organically, you know, that I think comes with the territory of having done a lot of acting work and all all the things I've done and having to, you know, I've I've had more than one marriage, kids, it's a a general sort of juggling scenario that in many ways I'm quite suited to. So you can make make this kind of assumption at either end of the spectrum and either way you still miss out on this thing that nobody could have kind of warned you about or yeah and so so this thing this mindset thing then then became um as as it did with with me a quite a major preoccupation because you're you're now sort of slightly stuck um so all your lovely neat plans and whatever. So how did you go about um, discovering this bit, the sort of the the human side, the who is Rebecca, in this business, um, what what makes me different to everybody else, and what what do I need to listen to, and what don't I need to listen to in order to help this journey? Um, yeah, G- give us. I mean, that's a big question, but yeah, give us some. Yeah, advice. and I think that
1: the, the short answer is mm-hmm. um, the hard way, right? Yeah. I think maybe the hard way is the only way. Um, you know, getting getting to know yourself is a lifelong endeavor, right? Um, and I think it's, 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 it's also about letting go as much as it is discovering. Um, so some of my kind of, I can almost, you know, remember them as, as light bulb moments as, as I went through the journey. One of my huge light bulbs was, oh, there's a whole bunch of labels I've stuck on myself. I didn't even realize I stuck on myself. Um, and, and, and working out, okay, why is that? And um, where do they come from? Um, etc. Um, so there's that kind of side of it. There's also, um, you know, reading, so i read quite a lot of books on the subject, um, and, and, and just doing, right? You can't, um, you know, I've been very used to the corporate world where you kind of, step one, make a plan, step two, execute plan, um, and actually the, the, the world of, of kind of startup, working for yourself, whatever heading you want to give it, is much more iterative loop right and um, do try um, you know adjust do try adjust do try adjust um and i actually have become not only comfortable with that but actually quite enjoying the the, the kind of um the, the the boxes that never get ticked right they can't ever be ticked um you can't ever finish your linkedin profile for example it's supposed to evolve your website your the way you describe what you do all of that stuff. Um, and likewise, you you if you're open to learning and you're opening to open to saying, ah, I was wrong about that, um, my mind has been changed, then you can continue to grow and be on a journey. And the huge difference, uh, there's many differences, but one of the big differences I, I feel that's completely intangible, and you can't write it down as a difference between working for myself and working in the corporate world. Is that is I'm on this this kind of wonderful life journey um, that intertwines a lot more with who I am and what I feel, as opposed to I'm on a predetermined journey of steps. You know, get promoted. You know, fulfil these things. Get
0: promoted again. Fulfil these other things. Um, you know, exactly. Absolutely. Et Oh, you put that so well. You you really put that beautifully. And when you say, I, I mean, I, I have this little jokey thing because of the dog in wizard of Oz called Toto. And I, I describe part of what I do in my coaching method as try, observe, try, observe, but of course I do it yeah. myself as well. Try, observe, try, observe. You're right. Do try, adjust, you know, as yeah. opposed to have a plan, execute a plan. Yeah. So different. That's a, it sounds subtle, but it's actually huge. And you, you also referred, and this is a standing joke um, about my website, you also referred to the <laughs> the evol- ever-evolving LinkedIn profile and website, but it has to, listeners, I might be quite a long way up one end of the extreme on this, and I put my hands up to that, because I'm a bit of um a little bit like I think I talk as I think, whereas some people are more reflective and that, that's not a value judgment. That's just a thing, that's just yeah. different people. And the, the same, it, it, yeah, exactly. And it, it kind of plays out with my website. I kind of, oh, yeah, oh, this isn't right, no, I need to, and, and on it goes. And so people will have seen so many different versions. And I have literally this week done a whole fresh version, but I, So I am really conscious of what you just said because this is almost exactly five years in from the moment that I walked into a sort of business advisor down the road, lovely, lovely lady, who and I had this ridiculous plan that I was just going to come out from the kind of arts world of being a speaker and actor and all that stuff, and just translate my speaking skills into keynotes for the corporate world. Yeah, not (laughs) easy. (laughs) yeah and and i could see her face actually because she was an experienced (laughs) business advisor (laughs) yeah um but if i'd done a sort of you know timeline from there to now it has been at times horrendously difficult I mean not as in world problems but I mean mentally sort of exhausting and the times that you want to go leaping back to your comfort zone place it's not as if anybody forced me to do this it was a challenge I did yeah it's same exactly the same for you you could have stayed in that comfortable corporate world so when we when we do these things it's all feels like some kind of self-harm thing on those days where it's all going a bit wrong and you've feel so frustrated Um, but the reward is that just what you said you're on a wonderful life journey I love I love that you said so I think everyone will be resonating with that and everyone is now hopefully giving themselves permission to just chill out a bit on this because it's it's going to be a mess at some points just go with it you know it's
1: it's it's okay (laughs) you're okay um, just perfect. go with it. You know, it's it's it's. Um, there's no there's no rules. You know, to life. Um, it's about figuring out which game you would like to play, um, and then making up your own rules to that game.
0: We everything's very comforting when it's said with a Scottish accent. <laughs> 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 oh we just all we just all feel like we've had a nice warm hug from rebecca <laughs> there uh, so one of the things we talk about this constant learning you're a lifelong learner everyone should be a lifelong learner um and there are various things that have helped you and various things that i suspect have probably not helped you so we've got books we've got podcasts we've got websites we've got webinars we've got the whole shebang coming at us and when we're fairly new in this journey that can be a tricky one because we can so easily get caught in what i call the should traps comparisonitis uh, and we just and definitions of what we're meant to be as business owners and we just completely lose track of anything that's coming from our own heads (laughs) in our own original way so so those tips Rebecca because I know one thing that you're absolutely big on when you you do this fabulous series business book (laughs) and business book bites yeah yeah. Um, and you've got a whole shelf of books I can see behind you there. And like me, pretty obsessive about nonfiction business books. So I know that I've chucked a whole load away to a charity shop over this five years and I pared it down and I kind of know now the ones that I'm really want and want to keep or when I'm tempted, I'm tempted for the right kind of reasons, um, but but i probably can't describe it as well as you do because you have actually got a criteria so thinking of the books to begin with so there we go listeners out there oh my god there are so many fabulous business books well give us some give us some direction
1: yeah so i i um so i love business books you know that's that's my that's my preferred way of learning i i'm a, a person who likes to reflect i like having spin off thoughts i like you know neurons firing etc and that's my preferred way the 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 business book bites um was born out of um you know i'd I'd, I'd heard this advice about um, when you create content you know it should be about giving um and it's that's a nice concept but what shall i give um and i thought well one of the questions that i constantly have um, when I'm spending hours, you know, scrolling through through Amazon um, or in a physical bookstore when, when you could go to those. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, is, um, should, I, should I read this book, right? Um, and it's kind of hard to answer that question until you've read that book <laughs> um, and spent 10 hours doing so. So my business book, Bites, are, are, are designed, um, you know, almost creating the content for myself, you know, myself in the sense of I would have liked to have seen this content to have been able to make a decision. So the format that I, I use, which which completely echoes um, when I you know, get to the last page and go, hmm, that was a good book, um, is learn, think, action, impact. So does this book teach me something? Have I learned something new? um does it make me think uh in a different way does it does it cause me to have spin-off thoughts does it make me think of things way beyond the book's core remit um action incredibly important and um, does it enable me to do something rather than just um sit there and philosophize um and then impact right um there's nothing really worthwhile unless it actually moves the dial in some capacity, whether that's tangible or intangible. And so that's how I structure my books. So, so once a week on a Wednesday um, I, uh, of the books I've read, um, if they're good, <laughs> um, then I, I, I have a sort of about three minute um, video um, describing uh, how that book hit on each of those four points uh, and kind of recommend it to attorney on the phone that hashtag
0: so how do you choose here's a here's a meta how do you choose the books in the first place <laughs> so
1: there's there's kind of three ways i choose books one um i have a known problem um so right i need to figure out how to market my my business or i need to figure out how to do sales or something like that and i go and search usually on amazon um, and have a look at the reviews and, and work out, right? I need to know this. Another um, way I read books or, or where I come across books is um, I know I don't know. So I work, my, you know, my job is a hands-on business advisor and I focus very much on business operations, but business operations touches on sales, it touches on marketing, it touches on HR, it touches on, so I need to have decent um, knowledge uh, of those areas. So if I know it's something that my clients would need to know and I don't know, um, I read books. And then the third, of course, is um, which has escalated massively since I started my posts recommendations Um, So people saying, you know, would you like this book? And a question I get asked quite a lot is how do you have time to read, you know, essentially a book a week? and the answer is if, if I get into sort of chapter two and it's, I'm not, it's not at least half ticking those, those boxes, that's it. Um, close it. And it's, it's off to the charity shop. Um, uh, so that's how I can get through. Which, some of the-
0: that's yeah. quite interesting actually, because I bet it, I bet it translates into, um, into how we, how we hook potential clients in our business, actually, how a book hooks the reader, how a drama on tv hooks the viewer i mean i am renowned again it's another standing joke i seem to be the boss of many standing jokes (laughs) oh Oh, it's because i'm old um but i i if i start watching a drama on tv i i am renowned for like literally a minute in saying no no. um i mean i i try to give it five minutes but I won't sit through an hour of a drama if it's just not doing it for whatever reason but the reasons are quite I mean sometimes if I'm with my husband he'll agree he said he, I mean he would watch longer but he does agree when I say no but then other times he he's oh actually no I'm not going to delete that you know I quite like it um, so obviously there's the individual approach a reaction to things is always going to be different but then there are quality. We were trying to actually reverse engineer because um, we watched two or three dramas, a couple of which got completely shelved within five minutes, and the other one we we watched the whole way through and we were, we're kind of hooked on. And we were trying to figure out because it's quite subtle the differences. And I and I think this must surely translate into how how we are engaging generally in in our messages, in our talk, in our style, in our branding, in everything we do. Oh, this is quite profound, isn't it, Rebecca?
1: Yeah, no, and I I I completely agree with you. There's there's, you know, they they the it's the X factor, right? It's the 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 intangible thing. And what I can deliver in my business book reviews is much more of the, the tangibles. Did I learn something? Did it make me think something? But there's another whole side to, to, to business books. And it's kind of the secret sauce, which is that the author's talking to me. Um, you know, I, I, I feel this author. Um, they, they get me. Um, all of that kind of stuff, which is, you know, the reason why I buy physical books rather than um. Kindle um, is is because of that tangible relationship thing, um, and that's something I can't tell you whether you're going to get or not by reading that book, right? Because it's incredibly personal, um, and I don't, you know, I'd love to know how good authors do it, right? How they draw it, how they draw you in. I mean, you did it, so you must know, right? I've read your lovely book; um, it's one of my reviews, um, <laughs> and it felt like it was talking to me, right? Um, there was yeah, something yeah, going and on between me I'm, and the characters, you know.
0: Which brings us to uh, thank you, because um, I that that wasn't by accident. So um, so the reason it hopefully feels like it's talking to the people that I expected and wanted to read it was because those are the people those were a me and b people, the clients that I had worked with or just people I'd had conversations with in in that arena of small business owners and networking and everything so it was it was based on reality and putting some character into it again back to tv dramas you know it's often just you don't feel it's a proper character it's it's like it's contrived or it's You know, you just can't feel any empathy, even baddies you can feel empathy with, you know, so in some way or other. But but yeah, so that actually neatly bringing us on to the the sort of final point, this listening to your customers, because I mean, that's that's where this all comes around to. So so you 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 said I asked you some some for some thoughts before we did this. You said. you know the various things that helped you books podcasts is another thing and that would be a whole nother episode still so about them but you know that, mm. yeah just just listen to this one Listen, <laughs> um, <laughs> no 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 there are other good ones out there um and the the advice is overwhelming etc but you finally decided to just listen to your customer and reframe what they said their problem is
1: yes yes <sighs> and yeah exactly and I think actually so I, I talked about that that series of light bulbs I had um I came across your podcast at some point um and I just lots of the episodes there and I just randomly clicked someone um and the very first one um which I'm, I'm afraid I forget the, the the name of the guy um who Stefano, um, Stefano I think talking. yes yes um and uh, he talked about various things but whether he said it directly or whether it was a spin-off thought, one of the things that made me go, ah, was um, this idea of applicability. So that there's, there's kind of, there's so much shoulds out there, so much advice. And I had got myself to a point of, well, everybody can't be right. And there's so many bad advisors out there. And How shameful that people are selling their services and and not doing a good job. And then I suddenly after hearing that podcast realized it's my job to work out applicability. So these people aren't selling bad advice. It just doesn't apply to me. Um, so if I was advising you on your marketing and you were a retailer, it would be incredibly different to if you're selling essentially yourself, right, which is what I'm doing, or if you were a big corporate, or if you already had an established brand or et cetera, et cetera. And so that that light bulb moment of recognising it's about applicability then led me to go, how do I work out what's applicable? and. I sort of thought was well, really obvious. It's what do my customers want, um, and it seems like a really simple, obvious. How did you not already know that piece of information? But the second I, I worked that out, um, it made me go right. Language needs to change because it can't be. You know, I, I've been doing this for ten years. I know all the jargon, um, but my clients don't. Right, a, a lot of my clients. Bring me on board because they're awesome at sales bit. They're awesome at the marketing bit, and they grow their business to a stage where they go, "Uh oh, we need some processes. <laughs> we need some visibility into the data. Um, you know, we need to organise our work activities and our people, and that's not their cup of tea." So, recognising how do they describe that, um, and how do they see the problems um rather than me going I know the solutions um which one's going to listen to if they don't understand what solution you know what problem does that solution solve um so actually that that whole journey started from you so thank you <laughs>
0: honestly that is that is I'm I'm oh i <laughs> another
1: Rebecca <That's> hug <laughs>
0: another, um yeah that curse of knowledge thing I mean because Because I did, you know, I did, I did a degree in communication, so there was a lot of psychology as well as the creative writing and it was a, it was multi-layered, it was amazing, but, you know, there were times that I was going on about, I don't know, some theory or something, and and it, yeah, it took me a while to, no, 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 and it, and it's weird because you almost feel, and this is part of the sort of self-doubt stuff—the you know the self-squashing I talk about—and always you always feel as if if you don't use those various slightly fancier words, That's right, that, that, not that, smart or yeah, clever or yeah, yeah money
1: people are going to think like yeah,
0: who, who they think they are telling me? You know, it's some so it, so you have to get beyond that and get you get to this sort of weird confidence that comes with actually dropping a lot of that stuff it's it's isn't it
1: it's oh yes yeah. oh it absolutely is and, and again it's back to that unlearning thing right um uh, in the corporate world you're constantly you, you don't realize it at the time I didn't realize it until I came out and and kind of um you know investigated <laughs> um you don't realize that you're you're constantly proving um, so I know stuff, I'm certified in stuff, I have done stuff, I um, can use this fancy language, um, and I use the correct terminology for, for these special things, and I know things that you don't know, and all that kind of stuff, and then actually you realise the real world's actually nothing like the corporate world, and real people, you know, you, it's a very odd construction that we've made for ourselves in the corporate world, but That's not what real people are like. That's not, you know, And if you're asking about something else, like, um, how do I construct this IKEA bookshelf, right? I would just use normal words um, (laughs) and and say things like, get the thingy and and stuff like that. Um, So use those words and and you're right, it's incredibly freeing um, when you just suddenly let go of of the big fancy words and actually makes you much more human. Um, much more relatable much softer and, and I think I don't know but I think that's one of the things that connects me with my clients is is they they you know Rebecca will explain it to us Rebecca will not make us feel silly and, and Rebecca is working with us not the reason why I don't use the word consultant um because I personally don't like that word because it it sounds as though it sounds like a higher level right a more senior level and I want to work in partnership with my um, clients like I know stuff they know stuff together um we create greater value um oh um, je-
0: I don't I don't get me started on words I know yeah. it's so oh, that's it's a, not a, that's, that's another podcast for sure yeah. <laughs> we get on to coach don't we? oh yeah. mentor yeah. Oh, business owner oh, entrepreneur oh yeah, that that alone has caused me sleepless nights you yeah. know um <laughs> So, it doesn't matter, so, matter at the end of the day right it doesn't matter no it doesn't matter um yeah we could get into a whole nother discussion about keywords and all the rest of it and blah de blah but okay, yeah. but that's not ultimately what you should be hanging your entire raison d'etre and as you say this the the line between life and work shouldn't isn't really aligned so you know we don't go around thinking are we going to get our key words in about ourselves (laughs) in our normal lives so i think we have to just Oh my god, that's surreal. That's a
1: podcast I'd listen to. Oh yeah, <laughs> peek at the at the dinner table or, <laughs> or cooking dinner or yeah, absolutely. A, so mm, something.
0: see where this is <laughs> taking us. I love these conversations. I have loved this conversation, and actually, there are a, an absolute load of really tangible uh, takeaways. There we go. That's a nice little phrase um, in here. But also, just um, remember, everybody, to hook into um, those. Business Book Bites of Rebecca's and on that topic, where where do you think the best place for people to connect with you is?
1: So 100% it's, it's LinkedIn. Um, so you can find me either through the hashtag Business Book bites, um, where you can see my um, series of videos. Um, I also do another series, which is hashtag Quick Team Tip, um, which is about how to achieve more with the team you've already got and their little short one minute videos. Um, or just find me, right, um, Rebecca Wilson. There's a few Rebecca Wilsons, so um, my middle name is Jane, so Rebecca Jane Wilson. Find you find
0: Excellent, and obviously the the links will be in the so-called show notes, which I also think is another funny word. <laughs> show notes. I, well, I suppose it makes sense. This is a kind of a show. Anyway, it's been absolutely brilliant. Fun and we could go on talking for another three hours. Um, there's so much in there, but I, I will let you get on with the rest of your day. I mean, it must be pitch black up in Scotland by oh, it's now. It's getting there, it's getting yeah. there,
1: it's, getting there. <laughs> it's uh, dark for the for walkies at night time, anyway. So, ah,
0: my... excellent. So, thank you very, very much. Oh, thank you, been a delight. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah! inspired by that episode how about some action beyond the words take this one small step think before you dive into other people's expertise advice books podcasts templates everything keep bringing yourself back to you what's special about you what makes you buzz? What do you enjoy? What are people going to engage with most? Because it's you that they're engaging with. Make sure you don't just go buy any old non-fiction books. And I might suggest that you link up with Rebecca on LinkedIn for her book reviews. Save you a few balls. Let's stay connected. Listen, I'm all about helping solo entrepreneurs, small business owners, make sure they have real communication impact as themselves. Anything that weakens their impact or creates the wrong impact, we sort. And my take on imposter syndrome is the squashed self. Have you heard of my book, The Mystery of the Squashed Self? It's got a lot of good reviews. So head over to Amazon to get your hands on the ebook or the paperback. And all the links, of course, to all of my resources are on TriciaLewis.com.